Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. More often than not, when uh, your team outshoots the other team heavily for a couple of periods, um, whether whether you score or not, that there's usually a time period in the game where it, it kind of um, the tables turn, and um, I knew they were going to get their burst sooner or later. So I was I was uh, mentally prepared for that going into the third period, and uh, so I guess that answers it. Always one to expand on uh, all sorts of things. Tim Thomas, after a shutout win, game one, Stanley Cup playoffs for your Bruins. I thought given the way that game went last night, wasn't sure what to expect from Tim Thomas there in the third period. The Capitals had seven shots in the first 40 minutes of that hockey game. He said, okay, if you get some pressure on Tim Thomas, is he going to be fresh? Is he going to be okay? Was he into the game enough to make the key saves when it mattered? And the answer was unequivocally Yes, for Tim Thomas, highlighted by when he came across an Ovechkin short side and found a way. It, was, it wasn't Steve Downey-like, but it reminded me of the Steve Downey save he made in the Tampa Bay series because he came sort of out of nowhere, slid across, and stopped what looked to be a sure goal. And he worries about Rust and Tim Thomas last night. I thought he answered a lot of questions. He was you, what, awesome, awesome. He, you were you were concerned about that? You were concerned. You had questions about Tim Thomas after the first two periods because he hadn't faced a lot of shots, and you know that. They but coming didn't into the game, sort but of coming rush. into the game, did you think that there was a concern with him in the postseason? Well, he played. He played last night uh, overall, probably like he played last year, right? Mm-hmm. Would you, if you took that playoff game last night and copy and pasted it into their Stanley Cup? Yeah, that, there's definitely that five six minute stretch in the third okay. period. There's no question that that uh, save on Ovechkin was outstanding. Do I believe he can do that over the course of twenty some odd wins here in this postseason? I don't. I think it's unfair. It'd be like saying, "Hey, Pedro, one ninety nine, you were great. Come back and do that again mm-hmm. next year. Be the same sort mm-hmm. of guy." I don't think Thomas is going to be that guy, but for a night. It was a reminder when he's on his game, he's still an elite goaltender. I think it was fair to question whether or not he could match that sort of effort he made during the playoffs last year. For the course of 61-plus minutes, he did that. That was a question you had, right? Yeah, listen, I, you know, I, I give, after what he did last year, I give him the benefit of the doubt. It's completely unfair for him to think that he's going to go out and, and give you that type of effort consistently throughout the entire Stanley Cup playoffs. But I, I know I, you say he changed your mind. I I high expectations after what I saw, and nothing changed it. I mean, yes, the fact that he could only see seven shots and not really be challenged that much in the first two periods to come out and play the way he did in the third, you're right back to you know bowing to the to Tim Thomas again. I mean, this guy, let's face it, he needs to be on top of his game. I do think that this is a deeper team. I do think that they can score more goals, but it's still all about Tim Thomas. And if you get that kind of effort last night from him, and it doesn't have to be every single night. I mean, listen, let's not let's not kid ourselves. There were a couple soft goals during that Stanley Cup championship run they had last year. So he wasn't on his game all the time. But for the most part, when it counted, this guy was there. I believe when it counts, Tim Thomas will still be there. He was there in the third period after facing only sh- seven shots uh, in the first two. And the question was when it get, got to that point and they started firing pucks, and they did, that Capitals team withstood the pressure first two and came back in the third. Uh, Thomas is ready for it. How about this? We're going to give Chris Kelly a lot of credit for that goal. We mm. should. 
That started with Tim Thomas. Tim Thomas made a save, began a transition play down the ice the other way that led to Chris Kelly's goal. And we, we talk about the saves he made and, and shutting down Ovechkin, but the game-winning goal was set up by your goaltender, smart enough to get the puck out, start transition, take advantage of spacing, and Chris Kelly scores that goal. Yes, that's a funny thing. It's like, you know, I think after like the second period, scoring chances, I mean, obviously they outshot him, I think it was 26-7. to yep. And they said scoring chances 14-3. to and, and I don't know, I just, I just felt like they'd never really challenged Holtby. I didn't see for 14 really good chances. And they say, that, I mean, there's only seven shots, but I, I felt like there were better chances that the Capitals had, you know, against Thomas, especially there in that third period. I thought, you know, Backstrom, about seven minutes to go, had a good shot on, on Thomas. Carlson shot from the point. Remember the one that trickled right by the net? I, I got more nervous when Washington, even though they completely outshot him and outplayed him, but there were times when I was like, you know, I, I, don't see, I didn't see the great saves from Holpe like we did see from Tim Thomas. As much see, as the as 30-17 to 17 completely outshot that team. You saw great block shots by the Washington Capitals. Oh, the they bunkered down. They didn't let anybody. I mean, Brad Marchand had a puck on his stick in front of the net and couldn't get it even to Holpe. It got blocked before it got there. I mean, they did a great job of creating this sort of force field uh, around him yesterday. And it'll be interesting now coming back in Game 2. And we'll pick our way through here Game 1. We see all your phone calls line up. We get to them. At 617-779-0850, toll-free, 888-525-0850. Barry Peterson will join us later on this hour. We start with Bruins. We'll get into Red Sox opening day, I promise. Let's get to uh, Eric in Providence, who joins us here on 93.7 WEI. Good morning, Eric. Hey, guys. Good morning. What's Uh, up, pal? I'll tell you what, Dennis Seidenberg must be really, really sore this morning. He was a monster last night. Unbelievable. Him and Ovechkin just toe to toe. It was it was just, uh, I, and like you said, Lou, on the edge of my seat. I I I I I was talking to my son on the phone. Unfortunately, he couldn't be with me. And uh, man, it was just, uh, it's just, you know, I was screaming, yelling, throwing stuff at the TV. Thank God it was soft stuff. Uh, just, I mean, you know, and and Kelly and. You know, I gotta give you're right. You gotta give that young goaltender some credit. But Thomas, when it came when it when it came to brass tacks, he did what he needed to do. And I, I'll tell you what, we dominated that game. And those guys are those guys are going to be twice as sore as we are because people were throwing their weight around. And if they want to play that game, uh, we're going back to the cup, in my opinion. You know what was great about it too it was like the the last memory you got of the Bruins. I mean, it didn't get any better. And I don't think you were disappointed. It was game one. I mean, I would have been disappointed if he came out and didn't see the physical style. You didn't see that, you know, guys hitting each other left and right. The Bruins playing their style. I'd be disappointed if you didn't see Tim Thomas on top of his game. They gave you everything you wanted to see, everything that you missed from last, from last spring, Including- whatever it was, summer, for yeah. God's sakes. They kept playing in the summer. They gave you everything you wanted to see. Exactly. I mean, to me, that was a great first game. I mean, I, I want more. I need more. I want Saturday yeah. oh, now. They gave, hey, guys, they gave you everything you saw last need year. need more and- cowbell. I need more cowbell. Give it to me. I need more crown. I need something. Including uh, power play struggles. They'd give us that, too, from last year's Stanley Cup run. Listen, this, are you, if you're not panicking at 1-5, in five, which a lot of people are, I think, down here at Fenway Park, are you going to panic for just an 0-4 start in that power play? They can't play? score on the power play. Six, six minutes. Six minutes of power play. Although that first four-minute power play, I thought that, you know, they came out that second half, put a lot of pressure on, on Washington coming out of that second period. But those first two minutes... It looked a lot like last year. There's no question. We will get to that. Uh, Bob is in a car. He's driving around. He's on 93.7 WEEI's Mutton Lou. We're live here at the House of Blues. Where are you, Bob? 
Uh, right now I'm in uh, Salem, New Hampshire, Mutt. Beautiful. Uh, a couple things. Uh, um, I agree with you, first of all, Mutt, that uh, and Lou, you, that was not a saw. That's two inches away. That goes wider than that. That was a laser, and uh, and in my opinion, that was no way a soft goal. Snipe. Snipe. And the other thing is. Oh, let me just let me. I, I I agree with you, but Chris Kelly's quote after the game: <laughs> "Goalies are so good now that I think that the days of going down the wing and beating a goalie with a shot or a long pass are gone." I was yeah, pleasantly you know, surprised to see it go in. Yeah, I, you know what? It was one yeah. of those perfect leaps. That's Surprise. all it was. You know, and and the other thing is, uh, Ovechkin. Oof. You can't have one without the other with him. He's like Neely. That's part of his game. And 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 it, I'll tell you what. He will bring it to seven games if it goes seven, and he won't wear down. Oof. That's the same with Cam Neely. Cam Neely couldn't score goals without hitting people, and and Ovechkin's the same way. He's a he's a he's an animal, and that's his game. And I'll tell you what, Seidenberg will wear off before Ovechkin. I'll tell you what, it's whoever did the marketing on this, Bob. Appreciate the phone call from Salem there today. I don't know if you saw on the dashboards last night, but Advil is being a big as a big sponsor of the NHL playoffs this year. It's a good thing in this series because Seidenberg <laughs> and Ovechkin in particular are going to need a lot of Advil if last night holds up over the course of five, six, seven. You know, you try to you portray him like like a Milan Lucic type, though. You know that power forward. He's better. That's what I mean. I mean, this guy he wants space. He's a finisher. This guy can score from anywhere on the on the ice. So you know, if he wants to play that physical style, that's fine. That's him. I understand that, but I'll 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 try to wear him down all day long. That is that's fine. He's a tough son of a gun. I tell you what, you you will respect him. A lot of people kind of getting on him. Yeah, he's not maybe not scoring 60, 50 goals anymore, but I'll take what he the production he gets and the style that he plays. Uh, let's go to uh, the Queen City, Manchester, New Hampshire. Kyle is there this morning. What do you got, Kyle? Well, how you guys doing today? What's Good. up, pal? Uh, I just want to talk about how we didn't let Chimera breathe yesterday. How do you, do you guys think that uh, he should have answered to Lucic after he cross-checked him? Um, everyone was just chipping at him every chance they got. What do you guys think about Chimera and him not answering to that first team? I Chimera's going to be an instigator in this series, Kyle, right? I mean, he's a guy we talked to, uh, Alan May, on Monday. Who, who are the guys that we're not going to like? We knew Chimera was an instigator when we took the shot on McQuaid in the regular season game a couple of weeks ago. But last night, you know, he and Carlson really got into it very physical. I think you're going to see Bergeron and Chimera back and forth in this series. And just uh, should he have answered for it in that spot? That's a tough call. I, I, I thought that that, that cross-check was a big one, but it wouldn't be enough where I said, hey, today, if I'm in Washington, I'm getting on Tamara because he didn't respond. That's just well, me. Yeah, they were on the road, and uh, they were getting dominated the whole play. I just think it was uh, not, not, not uh, it wasn't a smart move that he didn't answer, but it wasn't a bright move that he didn't answer either. You know, his team was getting dominated. Maybe give them a little energy. But – I was a hard Bruins fan, and I just liked the way everyone was sticking up for uh, McQuaid that day. Yeah, it was great. And I, I think the way they stuck up for their guys last night, a scrum behind the net, all the Bruins players there. I think Washington was pretty similar. Uh, it just it, it, it was a very good Eastern Conference you know, first-round game one. It's everything you want out of a playoff hockey. Uh, and we'll continue to get your reaction. Barry Peterson, Nesson will join, around later, join us later on this hour. Going to give away Bruins tick. Don't have to be here at the House of Blues. Uh, to win Bruins or Red Sox tickets. You can listen listen to win those. But if you are here, they just open up the bars. People are getting rowdy here. It is opening day at Fenway Park. Uh, and, and they're giving Red, Red Sox tickets away every hour here 
at the House of Blues. You come down to your pregame. So it's a good spot to nice. be. Come on down and enjoy us. We'll continue with your phone calls at 617-779-0850. Toll free, 888-525-0850. Mutt and Lou, 93.7.